How many know he's an awesome God? Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. He's awesome. And an awesome God deserves an awesome praise. He's worthy to be praised. How many know that he is? He's worthy to be praised. Can you adjust this mic for me, Sister Russell? I need a little volume in the house down here. Amen. God is an awesome God. Is there anybody that can say he's been mighty good to me? He's done great and awesome things in my life. And I realize if it had not been for him, amen, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be who I am today if it had not been for the Lord. Can we give him another praise? Y'all help me sing just a little bit of this and then we're going into the word. Trouble in my way, trouble. I have to cry sometimes. So much trouble. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night. But that's all. I know that Jesus, after a while, oh, so much trouble, I have to cry sometimes, so much trouble, I have to cry sometimes, I lay awake at That's all right. I know that Jesus, after a while, in my way. I have to moan sometimes. So much trouble. I have to moan sometimes. I heard him say, Jesus. 
it for you. Tell him whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. The Lord will fix it for you. Is there anybody believe it? Is there anybody believe it? He'll make a way for you. no need to worry what the night is going to bring because how many know it'll be all over in the morning and I want to tell you that, 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 that there's no need for any child of God to walk around with your head hung down that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 24 lift up your head look at somebody tell them hold your head up <laughs> that's what he meant hold your head up and no need of walking around with your head hung down hold your head up lift up your heads O ye gates and if even lift them up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in all he was saying is that if you want God to come in you got to look up because in your looking up it says to God I'm trusting you in your looking up, you're saying to God, I'm looking to you. I'm relying on you, God, because you're the source of all that I need. Anybody know he's the source of all that we need? Thank God, thank God, thank God for his goodness and his mercy, his grace, his compassions that never fail. There's a word today from the Lord. I want to share with you from the word of God out of Psalm 30. Psalm 30, and we will begin reading at verse 5. We'll just read verse 5 and for the sake of time. Psalm 30, verse Once you find it, if you are able, we ask that everyone would please stand who can as we show respect to the reading of God's word. Psalm 30, verse 5, it reads, For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You may be seated in God's presence. Today, just for a little while, if you will, I want to talk from the subject. I want to talk about it's going to get better. Look at somebody and tell them it's going to get better. Look at somebody else who you didn't look at that time and tell them it's going to get better. My brothers and my sisters, I want to begin by saying to you today that 
in this life, all of us are going to have some difficult days. We will, we will experience difficulties and hardships in this life, and how many know there's no way around it? I said, there's no way around it. Job said, man, that's born of a woman, and I've never known a man to have a baby. So that means everybody that's been born was born of a woman. Have I got a witness? Yeah. He said, man, that's born of a woman only has a few days. And those days are full of trouble. And the psalmist says, he, he said in his writing, he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Which lets us know that just because you're righteous, it don't mean that you're exempt from trouble. Are y'all praying with me? I said, just because you're righteous, just because you pay your tithe and give your offering and go to Sunday school, come to church, try to live the best you know how according to God's word that does not exempt us from going through hardships. All of us are going to have some difficult times, some difficult seasons in our lives, but the good news is that, amen, trouble is not going to last. I thought I would have got more amens than I got right there. Trouble is not going to last always. Amen. The writer lets us know that our trouble has an expiration date. I want to tell you it ain't going to last. It ain't, it, it's not going to last. All of us, it does not matter who you are. It does not matter your title or your position. We all are going to experience some hardships and difficulties in this life. Watch this. That will bring tears from your eyes. I want you to know, yeah, 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 yeah. I know they said men don't cry, but I, let me tell you something. It's some stuff that'll make a man cry like a baby. Have I got a witness here? It's some stuff that can hit you in life so hard and blindside you and hit you out of nowhere and you find yourself shedding tears. There are things that can happen in this life that makes us cry sometime. Amen. When you, when you get married and, and you stand at the altar and you say in sickness and in health for better or for worse, for richer or for poor and when you say your vows is you're saying it to somebody you expect to spend the rest of your life with. When you said in sickness and in health, amen, you didn't realize that sickness would come sooner than later. Anybody talking back to me today? Some folk, when they stood at the altar and said, for better or for worse, they were thinking more so on the better, not realizing that there would come a day that things would get worse. Have I got a witness in this room today? My brothers and my sisters, there are some people who got married expecting to be walking, holding hands. Amen. And here they are finding themselves. And then they said, and, un, until death do us part. And they didn't realize that death would come sooner than later. They didn't realize they would become a widow at the age of 35. 
There are some things that can happen in this life that will bring tears from your eyes. Amen. When you, when you, when you have a baby, you're excited about it and all of that and you're playing with the little baby, not realizing that one day, amen, they would grow up to bring you some heartaches and give you some headaches. Have I got a witness in this building? I'm just talking about the realities of life. How many know that life is a reality? Amen. And in life, we're going to experience some dark days. But there's good news. There's good news. There's good news. It does not matter what situation you find yourself in. You're not in it by yourself. And I come to tell you, somebody said, how, you, how, how do you know I'm not in this thing by myself? Because the Lord made you a promise. And if the Lord made you a promise, you can always count on what he said. He said in his word, he said, lo, I am with you. See, that's what you got to remind yourself when you find yourself down in the valley in life. You got to remind yourself, the Lord is with me. You got to remind yourself when you're having sleepless nights and when you're crying and you're having heartaches and pain. You got to remind yourself, the Lord is with me. See, a lot of folks, a lot of folks think, well, the Lord is with me when I, when I, when I, when I got plenty of money, when things are going well, when, the, when, when there's no sickness, when there's no disease, when there is no trouble, when there's no disappointment. They say, oh, the Lord is with me. But how many know you got to know that he's not only the God on the, of the mountain, but he's the God in the valley. And all of us have to realize none of us are going to always be on the mountain. But there are days and times you're going to find yourself in the valley. You can anoint yourself with oil until you're as greasy as church's chicken. Some stuff still going to hit your life. Y'all talk back to me if you can. Come on, somebody. You can pray. You can pray until you're blue in the face. So that's something are just going to happen because I've learned this in my own life. Even some trouble is ordained by God. Some things that we go through, I'm talking about the negative stuff. A lot of time, whenever, whenever anything negative happens or transpires, a lot of time, most people immediately think, this the devil. <laughs> Y'all looking at me strange out there. The first one, but, 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 but I must admit, and I'm not giving the devil any kind of credit, but let me tell you something. He done got blamed for some stuff that he really wasn't responsible for. Because some of the, amen, adversity that we experience in life, amen, we have to realize that sometimes God is behind it. Whether God does it himself or whether he allows Satan, come on somebody, to do it. How many, how many in this room really believe can't nothing happen to you except God allow it to? Can't nothing happen in this world except God allows it. Let me tell you something, because everything moves by the power of God. The record declares that one day God had a servant by the name of Job and the devil wanted to come against him. But guess what? He couldn't do it. 
without getting God's permission. Come on here, somebody. And that's why you got to remind yourself, my life is in God's hand and can't nothing happen except he allows it to be so. Anybody really believe that your life is in his hand? Job was perfect. He was upright. He feared God. He avoided anything that was evil. But guess what? God still allowed him to go through what he went through. Somebody, somebody, somebody said, well, 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 Satan came against Job. Well, yeah, he had to get God's permission because watch this. Don't you remember that when, when, when God and Satan were having the conversation concerning Job, Job, uh, amen, Job was accused by Satan of merely serving God for those material blessings. Satan and God had the conversation concerning Job. And then, watch this, Satan says unto God, he says, Job ain't serving you for nothing. He said, you done blessed him so much, who wouldn't serve you? Do y'all know what that let me know? That let me know that Satan had already been by Job's house. Or talk back to me if you can. He had already been by Job's house. Otherwise, how would he know what Job had? He had already been by his house, but watch this. He couldn't get in because God had him fenced. Oh, somebody ought to help me preaching here. I said God had him fenced in and Satan could not cross the line until God said it's all right. And believe it or not, God got all his folks fenced in. The Bible says the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and delivereth them. I got to, amen, I can prove to you again that God has us fenced in. It's because in the 23rd Psalm, David said, watch this. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. That means he's in front of me. Beside the still water, he restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. For thou art with me, that means he's beside me. Y'all talk back to me if you can. And then when he closed out Psalm 23, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. That means he's behind me all the days of my life. That means God is in front, he's on both sides, and he's behind me. He got me head stand. Believe it or not, whatever he allows to happen in your life, you still need to go ahead and thank him for what he didn't let happen. Because believe it or not, there's some stuff that Satan wanted to do. But God said, no, I'm not going to allow you to do that. God, my brothers and sisters, he's always in control of everything. We must understand and realize that even as his servants, we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to encounter some, some difficult times, some hardships. But my brothers and my sisters, when I look at Psalm 30, when I look at what David wrote, he said in that first verse, he said, I will extol thee, meaning that I will praise you. O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up. Now let me tell you something. David begins to reflect back on what the Lord has already done. 
And how many know that's how, that's, that's how it is with us? We have to sometimes, when we find ourselves in a present trial or a present situation, it's good to look back and reflect back on the times that God has already made a way for you in your life. Is there anybody in here, amen, know what I'm talking about? Sometime, amen, in looking back, you can encourage yourself in the Lord based on what he's already done in your life. Stop walking around having your pity party. Stop walking around acting like you are defeated when you are a child of God. Lift up your head unto the Lord and remember what he's already done in your life. David said, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to extol you, God. I'm going to praise you for you have lifted me up. You lifted me up before and, 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 and watch it. He said, you have not made my foes or my enemies to rejoice over me. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. He rejoices in the Lord, and he said, God, I'm going to praise you because you lifted me up when I was down. Hmm? Watch this. If he lifted me up, if he says he lifted me up for you, lifted me up, that means I was at a low place. Anybody ever been at a low place in your life? Going to work, driving to work, in a low place in your life. Working on your job, but you're in a low place. Come on, somebody. Encouraging others, but you yourself are in a low place. Anybody, all of us are going to have some low places in our life. We're going to have those valley experiences. If you don't believe me, you just keep on letting the sun rise and set. You will find that life is filled with swift transitions. But the good news is that God is always in control. He, he said, he said, let me, let me, let me hasten on. He said, oh Lord, my God, I cried unto you. And thou hast healed me. Oh Lord, thou hast brought me, brought up my soul from the grave. Now that was pretty low. He was so low emotionally, mentally. He's not talking about a physical grave. See, you don't have to be physically dead. You can be walking around and have no life. Just existing and not living. Have I got a witness? Anybody praying with me just existing and not living? How many know God don't want us to just walk around existing, but look at somebody and tell them he wants you to live. He wants you to live. He wants you to live. Don't, don't allow your problems and your situations and your trials, amen, to rob you of your life. Because if you let it, it'll do it. Still living physically, but 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 just but just no life. Wake up miserable, lay down miserable, go through the day miserable. Come on, somebody. 
But how many have allowed your situation and circumstances to, to rob you of your peace and of your happiness, of your joy? Come on, somebody. Jesus don't want us walking around like that. He said, I come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. He wants us, amen, to have a good life, a prosperous life, amen, a happy life, a peaceful life, amen, because that's the kind of life he came to give us. So, you can choose whether you allow your problems and situations to pull you down or cause you to press into praise. Now, David says, watch this. He says, God, I cried unto you and you healed me. Just a side note for somebody before I press further in the text. Just in case somebody is amongst us who's going through something now, you'd have been, you may have been talking to everybody else and still ain't healed. Then talk to the psychiatrist. Then talk to the counselor. Then talk to the doctor. Then talk to your prayer partner and talk to this one and that one but, but, but I come to tell you if you talk to the right one and his name is Jesus that's the one I'm talking about if you have a little talk with Jesus as they wrote that song just a little talk with Jesus will make everything alright my brothers and my sisters, I come to tell you, it's nothing like having a conversation with the Lord and when you can tell him everything it's not that he don't already know. He does. There's not one hair on our head that's not numbered. If you are combing your hair one morning and strand 1,567 comes out in the tooth of your comb, the Lord knew about it. There's nothing that goes on, amen. There's nothing go, that goes on, amen, in our life that God is not aware of. He knows, he knows. But David said, I cried unto you, Lord, and you healed me. Oh, Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave, and thou hast kept me alive. Hallelujah. Watch this. When he said, you have kept me alive, he acknowledges that I could have been dead if it had not been for you. Lord, if it had not been for you, I could have died. But, Lord, you preserved my life that I should not go down to the pit. My brothers and sisters, he says unto us, he says, sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of, of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. And then he said, for his anger endureth but a moment. My brothers and sisters, when David wrote this, amen, amen, he, was, he knew what he was talking about. And he was qualified to write about it because there were some things that David did in his life. Although he was after God's own heart, the apple of God's eye, there were some things that David did in his life that were displeasing to God. One of the main things that David did was he, amen, he pursued a married woman. Amen. And he, amen, impregnated that married woman and then trying to cover up his own sin, he had her husband put to death. 
Y'all remember his name, Uriah, the woman by the name of Bathsheba. Amen. And he tried to cover up his sin. Amen. And, 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 and he thought after Uriah had been killed that everything was all good. But he forgot that God is an all-seeing God. He forgot that God is an omniscient and all-knowing God. Nothing can happen without God, amen, knowing about it. And, and God began, amen, to deal with David. And he sent a preacher by the name of Nathan. And, and he told him a story about a rich man that had all that his heart seemingly desired and one man, that poor man, had one little lamb and he said the rich man took the poor man's little lamb and, and then he said, David, what do you think ought to happen to that man? David said, that man deserves to die. How could a rich man that has all these things take that little that a poor man have? Then Nathan had to look at David and said, David, you are that man because you took your right wife and you had him murdered and you married his wife Bathsheba and I can imagine David began to sing a different tune and say well the man doesn't really need to die you know how it is we want to crucify other folks and whatever they did they should have known better they should have known better but then whenever it come to us I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. But let me tell you something. Brothers and sisters, David was in a position, in a place where God was upset with him. But in this particular psalm, he writes about God and he said, His anger endureth but a moment, meaning that God won't stay mad with you. Is it anybody that can rejoice that God won't stay mad with you? Let me tell you something. When you offend some people, they'll stay mad with you for a lifetime. You do something they don't like, they'll hold it against you for a lifetime. Have I got a witness here? Amen, amen. But, but God, thank God, he's not like people. David said that God will not stay mad with you for a long time. He didn't say God won't get mad with you. Now, you now, 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 don't misunderstand that now. He didn't say God won't get mad. See, because a lot of folk need to understand, too, that yes, God, God will get mad. But he said God won't stay mad with you. Watch this. He says, for his anger endureth but a moment. And in his favor, there is life. In the favor of God, there, 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 there is life. What kind of life? Abundant life here and eternal life on the other side. He said, in his favor, there is life. I, I, what is he saying? He, he's, he's saying the same thing John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world. That's favor. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's anger endureth but a moment. That's what David said. And in his favor there's life. The only way we obtain eternal life is through the favor of God. Not by our own works. No matter how much good we do, although we should do good, 
regardless of how much good we do, we could never earn our way. We could never earn eternal life. Eternal life is a gift from God. In his favor, in his favor, there, there is life. And I don't know about nobody else, but I thank God for his favor. Because if it had not been for the favor of God, none of us would have life. Nobody, the preacher, the deacon, the choir member, the church, faithful church member, none of us, if it had not been for the favor of God, none of us would have life and we all would have been damned. That's why we all, every, every chance we get, Lord, I thank you for your favor. Lord, I thank you for your favor. See, I want it to be well understood that God's favor, amen, has to do with more than just money and material things, amen, because Jesus said, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Let me tell you something. You can get money without being a saint. You ain't got to be saved to drive no Mercedes. You ain't got to be saved, amen, amen, to have a good paying job. Come on, somebody. But if you're going to get in the kingdom of heaven, you got to be saved and, and, and you got to, amen, amen, receive God's only begotten son. His name is Jesus Christ because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That's why we ought to every day, if you save, you ought to thank God for his favor. Lord, I thank you for your favor in my life. I thank you for choosing me. I thank you, God, for saving me. I thank you for calling me out of darkness and causing me to walk in the marvelous light. In God's favor, there is life. In his favor, there is life. He, he, and David is really saying, I'm almost home now. But David is really saying, watch this. There is life with God even after you have made him upset. Anybody glad God ain't like folk? Because when you offend some people, some things between you and them will never be the same. Never. I'm just teaching a little bit. If you were in good favor with them, and, and, and if you get out of good favor, while you were in good favor with them, they would probably go to the store and buy you a, a candy bar or whatever the case is, you know. Just thinking about you. I'm just giving you this. I'm just thinking about you. But whenever you, get, you ever cross paths wrong with them again, you may, you may go back to talking or whatever, but it will probably never be the same. When offenses happen 
with people, a lot of times things never, never, never get back to where they were. Never. And so sometimes you have to come to grips with that, even in life. It'll never be the same. But here's another thing, too, I've learned that it's also contingent or dependent upon the individual. Because the Lord, we just said, he's a healer. But a lot of times, watch this, some people won't be healed because, not, not because of God. But because of themselves. They, they can't let it go. Come on, somebody. They can't let it go. They, 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 they can't forget about it. They, they can't release it to God and let him have it. I guarantee you some folks in here right now, if the right person, they see them walking across the street. I guarantee you they start getting hot and start breathing hard. Start getting hot around the collar. The heart rate pick up. Because when they see that person, it reminds them of what they did toward them. And they relive it. They relive it in their mind over and over and over and over again and they never come to a place of being healed because they won't let it go. They won't let it go. But anybody glad and thank God that he'll let it go. Yeah, you went contrary to my will, but I ain't going to hold it against you. Because the word said, if you, if you confess your sin, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you come to the place of confession with God and being clean, coming clean with him, the Lord says, I'm going to wipe the slate clean. As though it never I thank God for his favor. I thank God for his favor. Where would we be without the favor of God? Let me, let me, let me, let me go ahead here and close. David said, in his favor there is life. Then he said, weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. In other words, he let us know that even when we have to cry sometimes, he let us know that it's not going to be that way always. And he let us know that one day a change is going to come. Have I got a witness here? And there may be somebody in the room that may be going through a storm in your life. Maybe going through issues and problems that cause you to shed tears. 
Amen. But I want you to know that things are going to get better. Amen. There may be somebody in the room that has gone through a difficult time in your life. And when you look, amen, at your situation, you say, Lord, how am I going to make it? Yes, but I want you to know that God is able to dry tears from weeping eyes. Have I got a witness? Amen. God is able to turn your situation around. Have I got a witness in the building today? Yes, I'm remembered, amen, I'm reminded about how, amen, there was a woman whose son had died. Yes, and I remember when I was reading the passage, it said that they were on their way to the graveyard to bury this woman's only son. Uh, have I got a witness? Uh, and not only that, uh, this woman was a widow woman. Uh, somebody said, what does that mean? Uh, well, you would have to understand uh, from biblical times, uh, if a husband was dead, uh, amen, if a woman had a son, uh, the son would look out for his mama. Uh, have I got a witness? Uh, because in the culture, uh, women were looked down on uh, and they were not respected uh, like men were. Uh, have I got a witness. Somebody say it. Say it. This woman's husband was dead. And now her only son had died. And they're on their way to bury him. Have I got a witness? But on their way to the cemetery, they met Jesus. Have I got a witness? And Jesus saw the people crying. He saw, amen, not only their tears, but he saw this mother's heart. Have I got a witness? And Jesus stopped the procession and he gave the boy a knock on the casket have I got a witness and he got up have I got a witness and I want to tell you oh what joy that flood the mother's heart when the Lord raised her son have I got a witness and I want to tell you today that the Lord is able to dry your tears have I got a witness you may be crying about some situation in your life but is it anybody here know that God can wipe all tears from our eyes have I got a witness somebody say it say it shake somebody's hand and tell them neighbor I don't know what you may be going through I don't know what's on the horizon, but one thing I know is that God can and God will turn your situation all around. Have I got a witness? If you trust him and don't doubt him, is it anybody here 
known God will bring you out the reason I know because David said I have been young but now I'm old I never seen the righteous forsaken nor is seen begging for bread have I got a witness somebody shout in somebody shout in I come to tell somebody today that your situation is gonna get better you got to believe it in order to receive it it's gonna get better have I got a witness somebody say it it's gonna get better I can somebody here ought to decree and declare over your life it's gonna get better if you believe it you ought to speak what you believe have I got a witness you ought to speak it in the atmosphere it's gonna get better don't turn to your neighbor this time but tell yourself it's gonna get better speak it out because the Bible said that death and life is in the power of your tongue have I got a witness if you want life you ought to speak life in Jesus name have I got a witness if you want life you ought to speak positive have I got a witness if you want life you ought to decree and declare if you're sick in your body Stop going around telling folks you're sick. Start telling them I'm healed. I'm well in the name of Jesus. Have I got a witness? If you ain't got enough money, stop going around saying I'm broke. But you ought to go around and say I am rich in the Lord. In the Lord, I am the head and not the tail in the Lord I'm above and not beneath in the Lord I'm the lender and not the borrower have I got a witness somebody ought to speak in your own life you ought to speak it in the name of Jesus somebody shout the air shout the air Shout it, I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved us. Is it anybody here know that God got power to turn your situation around? Have I got a witness? You ought to decree over your marriage. It's going to get better. You ought to decree over your children. They're going to get better. You ought to decree over your job. It's going to get better. You ought to decree over your family. It's going to get better. You ought to decree over your money. It's going to get better. Is it anybody believe it's going to get better? Shout it. Shout it. Shout yes. Yeah. I know it is. It's going to get better because God's word said that it will. Have I got a witness? God's word tell me it's going to get better and better and better. Have I got a 
your word said that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard it haven't entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him it's gonna get better have I got witness it's gonna get better it's gonna get better It won't be, it won't be this way, always, it's going to get better. I know you may not be able to see it right now, but in the morning, the word said it's going to get better, that the tears will cease, trouble will be over. In the morning, you got to hang in there with God. It won't be the, the way it is always. It's going to get better. But you have to continue to believe God that it will. Because in order to receive it, you have to believe it. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. It's going to get better. You don't have to try to take matters into your own hands. It will only make things worse, but I challenge you to take your problem and put it in God's hand. He'll make it better. He'll make it better for you. He knows how to fix it. When you come to that place, I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. God, God is never wringing his hands in anguish and Uncertainty, not knowing what to do. He knows. That's right. And that's why the word said, cast all of your cares. Everything. Cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. He's concerned about everything that concerns you. As we stand to our feet, Trust God for the better that he has for you. He has better. But you got to believe him for it. Don't look at your situation as permanent. Because guess what? Everything in life is temporary. Everything. Everything in this life is temporary. That means your problems, your troubles, your dilemmas, they're only temporary. It's going to get better. Believe God. Trust Him. And while you're waiting on Him, and sometimes I find myself having to say to Him, Lord, help me to wait on you. You know, sometimes you got to ask Him for His help. 
to give you patience and perseverance to wait until he works it out. But just because he hasn't done it, that doesn't mean that he's not going to do it. But there's a promise in God's word that goes something like this. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up on wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Stand on the promise of God's word. His promises are yea and in him there amen. The doors of the Lord's house is open now. If there be one, will you come? If you want to be saved and receive Jesus as your savior, you can come today. The doors of the Lord's house are open. If you want to become a member of this church family, you can do that. You can come by letter, candidate for baptism. You can come by Christian experience. You can come under watch care. If there be one, will you come today? The Lord is waiting on you. He said, whosoever will, let him come. Let him come. Will you come if there be one today? It will be all over. 